God bless you all this evening. Certainly an honor to be gathered together in a beautiful place like this. And certainly a privilege to be able to get together with believers of like precious faith. Amen. Amen. I wonder if we could just stand up to our feet for just a moment. And if we could just bow our heads in a word of prayer. And we'll just ask the Lord to come and speak to us tonight something special. I wonder if we bow our hearts tonight. I wonder how many would want the Lord to do something special for you tonight. Just slip your hand up to him. Amen. He sees hands up all over the, the building tonight. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we certainly count it an honor and a privilege to be a Christian in this hour. And Lord, we thank you for your mercy and your grace that Lord has kept us. And Father, all the things that you've done for us. And Lord, your blood that you shed and so many things lord to bring us to where we're at tonight lord we just want to take these few moments and say thank you lord and father we thank you for all the lord labor that's gone into this evening tonight lord knowing that lord as we was just sitting here thinking how that the prophet of god told us that you will orchestrate an entire meeting for just one individual and lord we pray tonight god that you would come lord we thank you for the time of fellowship we've been able to have but now lord as we turn to your word for just a few moments lord we pray that you would come in this place tonight lord we know that here stands vessels lord of yours dear god that are here up on the earth representing you tonight and lord hands have been raised up all over the building lord desiring something special from you so now lord we invite you to come may you speak to our hearts by your word and lord may something of eternal value be accomplished out of this evening lord we love and thank you for all your many blessings upon our lives we ask these things in the wonderful name of our lord and savior jesus christ we pray and all the believers said amen i I want to say God bless you this evening. We certainly count it an honor and a privilege to be here with you. And we appreciate the invitation to come. Uh, we can hear the rain on the outside. And we trust the Lord will just rain here on the inside this evening. I have one, one scripture here. If you have your Bibles, I'll uh, read it out of the book of Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, we want to say we appreciate all the efforts tonight that have been uh, done to have these this banquet. And uh, certainly glad to see what the Lord is doing all over the world. Amen. Certainly a blessing to be a part of it. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. The Bible says here that finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Notice here what Paul says. He doesn't say that we're going to bow to them. He says, but we're going to stand against them. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. In verse 13, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand... Notice here what Paul says, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all, all the fiery darts of the wicked. May the Lord this evening add the blessing to the reading of his word, as you can be seated for just a few moments. Amen. We, we certainly love the Lord tonight, don't we? 
Amen. I, I would like to speak to you here for just a few moments out of these scriptures, if the Lord would help us. And I would like to speak to you on anointed to stand in this evil day. Anointed to stand in this evil day. You know, Brother Branham tells us in the message, Satan's Eden, he says, every seed must come forth of its kind. He said, that's how God established his Eden. Is that right? He said, and here it is. He said, that's how God establishes his church. He said, every word after its kind. He said, now man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeding out of the mouth of God. He said, now Satan will take something else, but God said, let every seed come forth after its kind. Amen. I know that here tonight we're all uh, very well acquainted with the message of the hour. We're all believers of the message of the hour. And I know that one message we, we think of, that when you think of the message of the hour, one of the first messages, no doubt, that comes to mind is the message that Brother Branham preached called Anointed Ones at the End Time. And truly we read that message and we hear that message and we hear things out of that message quoted. And you know it seems that many times we put our focus so much and nothing wrong with it. But we put our focus so much upon recognizing the false anointed ones. Recognizing the false anointed spirit and recognizing all the stuff that is wrong. But I believe tonight that here in this building is the anointed sons and daughters of God. That have been called and that have been chosen for this hour. Amen. Brother Bram said so God. God will bring someone on the scene and that seed that he has placed inside of them will come forth. And but Bram tells us another place, he says, I, he says, when I go home, he said, I'm wanting to preach a message called the trail of the serpent. He said, I'm wanting to speak about the beast at the beginning and the beast at the end. He said, and I'm wanting to show you how that, that, that serpent, how he heads up. Now we know here that we're in the closing hours. We're in the, the last days, the last time. Amen. We know the end of the world is upon us. So we're not the generation that is facing the beginning of this thing. We're not even facing the middle of this thing. Amen. But tonight we are facing the culmination. We are facing the darkest hour that's ever been faced. And Brother Branham said it's an hour where the devil has been released. All the spirits of hell have been released. He said now everything has got a twin. And he said now we're in a warfare right now. So we're not here tonight in a picnic. We're not here uh, just having fun. But we're here in a warfare tonight. And we've been called, amen, as the sons and daughters of God, not to bow, amen, but to stand against every spirit that has been released against us. But Rem said, see, in this hour, he said, there's many people that will go after what we call a hybrid faith. He said, they will take what the Bible said, and then they will take what man says. He said, see, that is what leads to hybriding. He said, then that leads to spirits of rebellion. It leads to all kinds of things. He said, but whatever you do, stay with the genuine Bible faith. So, amen, here tonight, one of the greatest things we're going to face in this hour, amen, is not bowing to the spirits of the world. Now, I know that many times we can point out the spirits of sin and we can label all the different channels and avenues of sin there are, but there's one thing the devil loves to use upon people who claim to believe the greatest message of the hour, and that is religious spirits, that we're the 
message just becomes another religion and church just becomes another place we go. But just as much as we are called, amen, to withstand the spirit of, of rebellion or withstand the spirit of, of trying to live like the world and look like the world, we are called in this hour, amen, to withstand the spirit of religion. Amen. The spirit that just wants us to believe that we're okay. Amen. We don't need the Holy Ghost. We don't need a real experience. We just, amen, our mama was a message believer and our pastor's a good preacher and, and we're just all right, but we've been called to withstand those things. Now, in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, the Bible says, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which they believe not. He said, Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Paul says in Galatians chapter 1 and verse 3, he says, Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from the present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. Then Paul says in verse 7, he said, which is not another, he said, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, amen, now we're dealing with religious spirits and Paul also says they'll preach, amen, another Jesus, they'll preach another gospel. So, so one thing that we realize in this time that we're living in, that the God of the Bible is not the God of this evil age. Can you say amen? The God of this Bible and the God of, of denominational Christianity and the world's idea of Jesus Christ is not the God of the Bible. Amen. They all say we're believing the same thing and we're all going the same place, but that's not true. For the God of the Bible calls for a life that's been totally separated from the things of the world. It, it, how terrible it would be to be living, amen, in such a terrible time and be clueless of the time that you're living in. But thank God that He sent us a message in this hour and we know through the lips of an ordained prophet of God that we are living in the day spoke of of Ephesians chapter 6. We are living in an evil day where men's hearts, amen, remain upon evil things continually. And in this time of evil, in this time of corruption, amen, in this time of perversion, God is called a group, amen, of young people, if it's okay to say it that way. He's called a group of young people to take on the whole armor of God, amen, and not bow to the spirits that are before them, but you've been called to withstand the spirits before you. Brother Branham says that the supernatural is the armor of God. He said the armor of God, the whole entire armor of God is a supernatural armor. Now, amen, we know here tonight that we are living in the Laodicean church age. We are living in the age, amen, where it's called the age of people's rights. And, and what a time to be living in to see that that's the thing right now that everybody is fighting for. You know, amen, right now in this country, the, the nation is divided. One group's fighting for guns and one group's fighting against them. Amen. It's an age where people are fighting for their rights. Amen. And, and there's guys, you know, there's hunters and different people that if somebody come in and tried to take their gun away from them, oh my, they would, they would start fighting. Amen. They, would, they wouldn't just lay there and let that man pack that gun out the door. They're going to start fighting for it because it means something to them and they possess the right to have that. And I don't know about you, church, but I think it's time we start fighting for the God-given rights that Jesus Christ died. Amen. That we could have in this hour. Amen. We've not been called just to sit down and lay back and say, devil, take it from me. But we've been called to stand. Amen. And to fight for every promise that God has given us. Brother Bam said this age we're living in is an age that's a lawless age. He said, but yet it's a real religious age. He said, because they are rich and have need of nothing. He said, they know us 
knowest thou not that they are naked, miserable, blind, and knoweth it not? So, amen, it's one thing to be in the condition of miserableness. It's, a, it's one thing to be in the condition of nakedness and, and blindness and know it. But when you don't even know the condition that you're in, it's a terrible condition. Brother Bram said it's perfectly with the Scripture of this age. He said, but not just for the Scripture of this age. He said it goes to the Scripture of Daniel for the ones that's named. He said there's always been an overcomer in every age. Amen. There's always been somebody that would not bow to what was before them, but would withstand what was before them. Brother Bram said this age we're living in is an evil age. He said, what is it? How are we going to do this? If it started out by the Antichrist spirit against the teaching of Christ, he said then they begin to accept things instead of the word. He said, see, here we are. But Malachi 4 said he would send Elijah before that day come up on the earth when he would burn it like a furnace. He would restore and would bring back the children to the faith of the fathers, the original apostolic Pentecostal faith which he promised to be restored. So this hour is not the hour of replacement, but this hour is the hour of restoration. You know, God did not place your name up on the Lamb's book of life and, and look down through history and say, well, if they can't make it, then I'll replace them. But if He puts your name up on the Lamb's book of life, he has, a, he has an authority to say you're going to make it out of this age. Amen. God has not got intentions on replacing this bride. He's got intentions on rapturing this bride. And I believe tonight I am preaching to people that will be a part of the changing of the bodies. Amen. He been, we've been called here. This is not an age of replacement. This is not an age of bowing to these spirits. But this is an age where the faith of the Bible, amen, has been restored to the church of the living God. He said, now see, we're standing with the faith of Jesus Christ. And that is what He has brought to us. And let me say this. If He has brought us to these things, He's going to bring us through them. Amen. If He's brought us here to Laodicea, amen, be sure tonight that if He's brought you, here. He's going to bring you through here and He's going to take you out of here. In the evil age that we're living in, God is calling a people. How many believes tonight that you are a part of the people that are being called out of this evil day? Remember says last week in Matthew 24, we were speaking there. He said it was one of the most deceiving ages of all the ages. He said it was the ages of deceit. He said from the Garden of Eden all the way down there's never been an age of deception such as as there is right now. So, so since the beginning to right now, there's never been a generation faced the things that this generation is facing. But can I say it this way? There's never been a message as strong as this generation has got. Amen. That the same ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ has appeared back in this day. Amen. To give us faith for overcoming. Amen. I don't know about you, but this message to me is more than just a church service. It's more than just something I call my myself being a message believer but this message is the anchor that gets a hold of our hearts and in the darkest of nights and the hardest of trials and the worst of things we face there's something about this message that it's not us holding this message but it's this message holding us now this message, Brother says, points out all the evils of this age. He said, and it's a fitting prophecy for this evil age. He said, now I believe, he said, this is my belief. I love this quote. He said, the Bible has every answer for every age. 
Amen. The Bible has every answer for every age. So, so we don't need something new. We need the Bible. We don't need a new Bible. We need a revelation of the Bible that we've got. He said already written in the Bible for the believer of that age. So, amen. This age is the age that we're not just full of questions, but we've got answers. Amen. I, I, I've told this story before. If it's okay, I'll tell it here tonight. I, I was in school just, uh, I, I think it was maybe third grade or something like that. And, and the teacher had got up and said we was going to have a test that day. And when she said we was going to have a test, well, I had left my, my textbook laying there up on the, up on the desk. And, and I was just doing the test, you know, and I, I didn't study like I should have for the test. Yeah, y'all ever been there? Oh, Wow. <laughs> I hadn't studied like I should have studied. And she come by and I was sitting there. I was looking at the test. I I had the test in front of me. I had the question in front of me. And she come by and she said, why are you not doing your test? I said, well, I don't know the answer. She said, well, there's the the book. This is an open book test. And I said, oh, okay. So she kept on walking. I kept on trying to figure it out. And a few minutes she come back by and she said, this is an open book test. She said, Andrew, you're never going to get the answer until the book comes open. And there I was looking at the problem and the question and and the answer was right there next to the question. Amen. Let me tell you tonight church, you have not got a closed book test. The book has come open. You've got the answers. You know the truth. You know the promises. Amen. That's why Brother Branham could say this Eve is not going to fall because she's not going through this blindly. She's got the answer to the problem that is laying in front of her. He said, I believe everything we have need of is written right here in this Bible. In this evil age, the prophet of God was still lifting the Bible up as the answer to every problem. He said, now the Holy Spirit has interpreted to us. He said, don't believe any man's interpretation. You stay right with God's own word. He said, he is an interpreter of his own word. He would do it. He said he would do it. Amen. So here in this evil age, we've not just got questions, but we've got answers. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, the Bible says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service and notice what Paul says and be not conformed to this world amen but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so you're going to be here in this evil age in this present day in this dark hour but you're not going to be conformed to what's around you you're going to be transformed come on church let's just just face it tonight you weren't called to fit in you were called to stand out amen you were not called to fit in Laodicea you was called to stand out of Laodicea and be a representative that the God of the Bible that wrote the Bible has got just as much power in this age as he had when the scriptures was wrote and now there's a youth group up on the earth that is living out the promises of this Bible and they're not being held by a church system they're being held by God himself be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove that is good, acceptable and the perfect will of God. You know it is very easy to begin to conform yourself to the atmosphere you're around. It's very easy to begin to change to try to fit in. You know nobody likes to feel left out do they? Nobody likes to feel like they're, they're left somewhere in the corner you know so they, if they feel like they, they don't fit in they'll begin to change the way they act and, and begin to 
dress a different way just so they fit in. But let me say this, friends. If you're going to stand for God, you're going to have to stand out. If you're going to stand for the God of this Bible, if you're going to stand for the God of this message, which is Jesus Christ Himself, you're not going to fit in. You're going to have to stand out. You say, but Brother Andrew, if I stand out, I'll be left standing alone somewhere. Let me assure you tonight, the song says somewhere in the shadows you'll find Jesus. If you feel like you're standing alone somewhere in those shadows, you're going to find Jesus who is an ever-present help in the time of trouble. Remember it says, here and now is the love of God set forth. He said, God himself desired in love a family of his own, a family of sons like himself. Therefore, amen, he says, before him lies all mankind as one lump of clay. Amen. Let me say this. There's not a one of us that's better than the next person. Is that okay? Well, I come out of a certain family. I come out of a certain... There's not a one of us, amen, that came out better than the person next to us. The prophet of God said we ever one came out of the same lump of clay. And he said from that lump of clay will come vessels of honor and will also come vessels of dishonor. He said it's the same lump that makes the vessels. He said the choosing will be his own choosing. So then the chosen ones... How many believe you're a chosen one? Then the chosen ones... He said, born of his spirit will be trained to conform to his image in their walk. So you're not going to be born to conform to the world, but you're going to be born, glory, to conform to the image of God that is laid out here in the word. That's why we don't need psychology to find out who we are. We don't need the educated guesses of denomination to find out where we belong. But this Bible has called us and chosen us and elected us and tells us everything we have need of in this evil day. Notice here he said he reproves us with all long suffering, with gentleness and mercy, and he chastens with nail scarred hands. Sometimes this potter must take the vessel he is working on and thoroughly break it down in order that he may rebuild it exactly as he desires it. So notice he's not going to take the vessel and break it and then replace it, but he's going to take the vessel. I feel like preaching right now. He's going to take the vessel and the vessel that he breaks is the same vessel that he's going to rebuild. And let's just face it, this is a house full of vessels that have been rebuilt and been restored and have been changed by the power of Jesus Christ. I'm so thankful that my first mistake, he didn't throw me away, but he picked me back up. And my second mistake, he didn't get rid of me. But he's kept on working and he's kept on working and he's kept on changing, he's kept on correcting until now he's looking at our lives and he's not seeing the reflection of the evil day you're living in but he's seeing the reflection of himself in a group of young people in Satan's Eden do you believe that tonight? Do you believe you're a vessel of honor? You're not a vessel of dishonor. You're a vessel of honor for the glory of Jesus Christ. He said, but it is love and that is his love. Another way of his love, there is not. There cannot be. So the love of God is not a love that is a changing love. The love of God that is in the Bible, he is the perfect love of Almighty God. Amen. I want to say it this way tonight. Jesus Christ has already claimed you. 
He has already claimed you as vessels and as trophies of grace. Amen. As trophies of honor in this age. You say this is not a generation that can be claimed by God. It very well is a generation that can be claimed by God. Because there's a seed life on the inside of you. And let me tell you. You didn't put the seed there. And you can't take the seed away. Man didn't give you the seed. And man can't take the seed away. Your friend didn't give you the seed. Your friend can't take the seed away. It was Almighty God that placed that seed in there before there was one speck of stardust God chose you to live in this age remember Brother Adam said if he would have showed me all the ages that I could have lived in and looked at every one of them he said I would have chosen this age why would you choose the worst age because it's going to be the greatest age of overcoming listen friends anybody that walks out of Laodicea is not going to walk out of here anything short of an overcomer you're not going to leave here anything short of being an overcomer. You're overcoming things that generations before have never had to overcome. But God has called you. He said, see this generation here. I, I hope this is okay tonight. This generation here that God has called, we're not just a generation of professors. We are a generation of possessors. Amen. God has not just called us here. Amen. To profess something. He's not just called us here to go around professing. I believe the message and professing I'm going in the rapture but he has called you amen to be more than a professor he has called you to be a possessor that you may possess the promises that God has left for you he said here it is I might pass this on to you we are possessors of all things everything is ours they say well we're a crazy bunch you know he said but yet after all it belongs to us let them call us crazy let them call us man followers let them call us what they want to but the promises of God have not been left to the unbeliever the promises of God have been left to the believer is that okay tonight he said yet after all these things belong to us he said that's the reason we act a little funny is because we are heirs of all things that's the reason we act funny is because we're heirs of all things. Amen. You say, Brother Andrew, they, they think we're, we're funny. Oh, yeah, they do. When you tell them on a Wednesday night you're not going to a movie and popcorn night at church, you're going to old-fashioned Holy Ghost field, outpouring supernatural manifestation of the living God in a church. They think you're crazy because they don't think those things still exist. But here sits witnesses of the supernatural power of God that it's more than a church holding you. It's more than an holding you but it's the God that poured himself out in the upper room it's the God that is here holding you tonight amen we don't care what they think about us because you see a possessor has an experience a professor just has a head knowledge is that all right a possessor has an experience, but a professor just has the head knowledge. Amen. I remember when I was in school, one of the things that, that, that one of the teachers told us, she said, well, she said, really, I'm just a professor. She said, you all are going to be the possessors. And that really stuck with me. She said, see, I'm just going to tell you all this stuff. She said, but you're going to be the ones that goes out and lives it. 
Is this okay? You see, tonight we don't come to church just to receive an education or receive, amen, a bunch of head knowledge, but we come here to receive a fresh breath of inspiration, amen, a fresh outpouring of the Holy Ghost that we may go out here and realize today is the day of salvation. Today is the time for every one of us to step in the place that God has called us to step in. You remember in the Bible, amen, there was a man there by the name of Simeon. Simeon was more than a professor. Simeon was a possessor in the evil day that he lived in. Amen. Sometime if you get time, just go read it. You'll find out that many of the Bible characters that that we look up to, we reference to, amen, we think so much of were, were people that lived in an evil day. Not supposed to be sweating at a banquet. Y'all forgive me. Simeon was a possessor in the evil day that he lived. But remember, said, now being there at Jerusalem at that time, there was an old man by the name of Simeon. He said, all the scriptures state is that the Holy Ghost was upon him. He said, in that great evil day, that great day of formality and indifference. Simeon lived in a day of formality and a day of indifference. He said, but yet the Holy Spirit could still rest upon that man. Amen. Here we are once again living in a great day of formality, a great day of indifference, but here sits a generation that the Spirit of God is resting upon your lives. He said, as we old time called the old teachers, the sages, he said, we remember that. He said he was in a, in a hard day. He said the old sage had a fine reputation he was well known well loved among the people but one day he was sitting in his room and was filled with the spirit and the holy spirit come down upon him and gave him a revelation Oh, I love this. There was a man that was in a dark day, a formal day, an indifferent day, but yet in the evil day he was living in, the Spirit of God could still get to him. Oh, church, amen. In this day of unbelief, this day of doubt, this day when sometimes the very people that you're sitting side in church are doubting the very things coming across the pulpit, but you're not doubting them because the Word of God is piercing through the spirits of unbelief to get to you that the spirit of promise could rest upon you I love this next part he said God still gives revelations he said he gave him a revelation and said Simeon you'll not taste death until you see my salvation and Simeon believed it he said that's the good part when the Holy Spirit reveals something let's believe it he didn't say let's question it. He didn't say let's doubt it. He said but when the Spirit reveals something to us, let's believe it. Amen. How many has the Spirit of God ever revealed something to you? He's revealed His Word to you. He's revealed something about a situation. And you know why nobody could talk you out of it? It's because nobody gave it to you. God gave it to you. And you didn't question it. You didn't doubt it. You just simply believed it and said, yes, Lord, it's mine. I receive it. Amen. He said, see, for he knows we do not know all things but God knows all things I could just see Simeon raise up from his study throw his hands in the air and say bless God forever I believe it Oh, Simeon wasn't a message believer like many of our message believers are today Simeon didn't sit there and nod Simeon began to testify 
what God revealed to him. He, he couldn't do nothing else but just throw his hands up in the air and say, God, I believe it was you. You see, Simeon was identifying himself with what God was trying to do for him. Is there anybody here tonight that wants to identify yourself with this message? Come on, friends. It's more than just coming to church and nodding and sleeping. But we are identifying ourselves with the word that is coming across the pulpit. It's changing our lives. You see, Simeon received a life-changing word that day when the Spirit said, Simeon, you're not going to die until you have seen the Lord's Christ, till you've seen the salvation. Amen. You know, sometimes I think it's good for us just to say amen. It may be the simplest, funniest, craziest thing that you've ever thought about doing, but sometimes it's good just to say amen because you let the devil know whose sides you're on. I, I, I was preaching one time, and Brother Tim, I never will forget it. I just started preaching. I was preaching a three-day meeting, and I preached, and, and everything I said seemed like it went up and hit the ceiling and come right back down. Amen. Amen. Seemed like nobody was saying amen. Nobody was doing nothing, you know. And there was one guy. There was always that one guy that gets your attention. There was this one guy. It, I didn't care what I said. He would frown. He would roll over and look. I mean, it was awful. And when I got done with that meeting, you know what that old man did? He rolled out of his seat and went... He said, I agree with what you told me after service. He said, I agreed with what you were saying. I went like this. It's more than just voting. We're not here voting on something tonight. When the word is going across the pulpit, you are identifying yourself with the words you're hearing. You're saying, yes, Lord, I believe that. Yes, Lord, that's my promise. Yes, my Holy Ghost is here. Yes, my healing is in the building. Oh, you ever go to an auction? You go in an auction. Sometimes I was in an auction up in Arkansas one time. I never will forget it. I was sitting there, and there was a brother sitting behind me, and I, I just raised my hand like that. He said, don't raise your hand. He said, you're going to take whatever they're bidding on home. I said, what do you mean? He said, when you raise your hand and that guy sees your hand, you're identifying yourself with what he's trying to sell. Oh, I thought that's pretty good right there. Amen. Amen. Me nodding wasn't going to identify myself. But Brother Josh, when I raised my hand, I identified myself with what that man was talking about. And every time the, pre the Word of God is preached, we ought to give our lives to it and raise our hands and say amen and let the devil know whose side we're on. We're identifying ourselves with the God of heaven and earth. We're identifying ourselves with our body change. We're identifying ourselves not with the God of our imagination or the God of Laodicea, but the God of the Bible. You see, you've been called in this age to stand. You've been called to represent Jesus Christ. If we could read Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14, or sorry, verse 12, just a, a few passages of Scripture there. Are you with me tonight? Matthew chapter 5, verse 12, the Bible says, Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salty? Notice here, it is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. He said, ye are the light of the world. Listen to this. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. <laughs> Oh, I want to just remind the devil if he's lurking around here anywhere tonight. I want to remind him, you cannot hide this youth group. 
You, you cannot hide this church. You, you cannot hide this message. It's a city that's been set up on a hill. I want the devil to know he can better stop the sun than he can stop this generation. He can better stop time than he can stop these young people from overcoming everything that Satan has laid before us. He could better stop the earth because there's a seed of an overcomer on the inside of you. Ye are the light of the earth. Ye are the light of the world. Amen. You're a city that's been set up on a hill. A city that cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle, put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Notice here, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So, so God has set this light inside of your life that they may see you in this evil day and know you're something different than the day you're living in. Does that make sense? Amen. By this message, listen friends, you've not set your own self aside. This message has set you aside. Amen. We didn't have nothing to do with it. It was God's doing. He set us aside for this purpose. He said, notice here that you may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So we're, we're here in this age of deception where Satan is trying his best, amen, to, to, to stop the light, to put the light out. He's trying everything he can to get people to bow. Notice here, Satan has changed the images. Is that all right? The Bible says in Hebrews 4.12 that we were to discern and we were to withstand the evil spirits that come around us. You see, David was more than just a earner he was a withstander amen when David went out there that day and picked up those uh, or stood out there and heard the words Goliath said and said who is this uncircumcised Philistine amen that has defied the armies of the living God right there David discerned who Goliath was but when David went over there and picked up five smooth stones amen and got his slingshot out he was no longer just saying Goliath was wrong but he was now ready to withstand Goliath that was standing in front of him oh church you've not been called just to say well sin is wrong and I shouldn't look at that and I, I shouldn't wear that and I, I shouldn't go that place but you've been called amen to pick up the sword of the word it's not just been put in the prophet's hand but the sword has been put in your hand and you've been called to cut the head off of every devil that stands before you friends I think it's time we stop going for the foot soldiers I think it's time we start going for the kings don't you? I think it's time we start going for the kings of perversion. I think it's time we start going for the kings of depression and the kings of lustful dressing and the kings of sinful living. It's time we go after these things. We've been anointed to do these things. Oh, we've got to strike that spirit. Remember, said, don't you ever underestimate Satan's power of deceiving. Notice here, Satan is afraid. When the true church gets a revelation of who they are, then Satan is afraid. He said it's a revelation by the Holy Ghost. Amen. How much time have I got? I'm hurrying. My, I believe he's here tonight, don't you? Notice here, images are powerful things. Images are powerful things. And that's what I want to I want to stay here for just a second on this and say you've been called to destroy the images. Can you say amen? 
Images are things that are expressions of thoughts or ideas. Images are very influential for they can influence us in the right way or they can influence us in the wrong way. They're very powerful. How many remembers, Brother Bam, telling the story about the, the five boys that grew up and went in the Navy? The remember said there was five boys. He said they was, he was reading this article, said there was nobody in their family that was material or was military, sorry. There was nobody in their family. I'm going somewhere with that thought, so stay with me, okay? And that, that was probably recorded. <laughs> Can we edit that? <laughs> Notice here, there, there, was, there, was, there was nobody in their family that was military material. All right, we're on the same page now. There was nobody in their family that had any military background. So all five of these boys grow up, and they ever one one by one, they begin to go off into the into the navy, go into the to the to the military. So Abraham said they come in and begin to do an investigation. And the prophet of God said, in those boys' bedroom was a picture of the sea and a picture of the ship and a sailor that was sailing upon that. And Abraham said he began to realize that those boys went to sleep every night looking at that picture and the image that was set before him or before them five boys so gripped their hearts that they manifested the image they was looking at. Are y'all with me tonight, church? Amen. If a picture of a ship and a picture of, a, of an ocean could persuade five boys to go in the military, don't you tell me that the picture of the Hoffman's head of Christ and the pillar of fire above a prophet's head has not got power over this generation. We've not been made in the image of the devil. The, the devil cannot create the image. He can only take the image and pervert it and deform it and change it into something it wasn't meant to be. The Bible says in Genesis one that we were made in the image of God in his own image so notice here the image in the last days is going to be what Satan is going to begin to work on for if he can change the image then people will begin manifesting the image that's before them you take somebody that starts feeding on rock and roll music they get that image in their mind and that's all they're feeding on before long they become that you take somebody amen that starts listening to that hate your mama music you know what I'm talking about that stuff people go around beating their head with and before long they got five chains on their side and they're dressed in all black and they got black fingernails and black lips and black eyes amen they're manifesting that, that evil image that they're hearing oh friends in Laodicea it's nothing but a walking billboard for Satan every unbeliever is manifesting Satan's desire for their life. The homosexuals is manifesting the perverted image of marriage. Is that okay? They're all, amen, manifesting the image they're under. But here's such a group of people tonight. You're not manifesting the image of sin. You're not manifesting Satan's thoughts of music. But here's such a virtuous, amen, sinless, spotless bride of the Lord Jesus Christ that is manifesting the very thoughts of God concerning this age. You see, we've become what we're hearing. Amen. We're not just hearing tapes. We're becoming what we're hearing up on tapes. The Bible said, what is God doing? God is condescending down to His creation. He said, God wants to be worshipped. He said, He never made you for something else besides a son or a daughter of God. Let me hit this home tonight. He never made you to be something else besides a son and a daughter of God. He said, if you've missed that, then you've missed the mark. Amen. If we miss being a son or a daughter of God, we've missed the mark of God for our lives how many wants to hit the target 
He said, God put you here to be a Christian. Now, it may get a little bumpy here for a minute, but just stay with me. Put your seatbelts on. Brother says, church membership is all right. I have nothing against it. He said, any of these things? He said, but brother, to be a Christian means to be conformed to the image of Christ. To be a Christian means to be conformed to the image of Christ. He said, we want to be living images. Glory. We, somebody say living images. We want to be living images. He said, not just pack an image. I love this. But be an image of the Lord Jesus. We were not put here just to pack an image. We were put here to be an image. You know, I know tonight we're talking about a foreign land a lot, about Japan and how all the other countries and worlds have got their own idols and their own ideas of religion. I, I, I never will forget this story. I hope it's okay to share it. I, I don't think Brother David would mind it, but Brother David Siler was over in India one time, and while he was over there, amen, if you ever go to India, I've been there, you'll see there's, there's, there's millions of gods. Amen. They're, 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 let me just stop here and say this. There's all kinds of gods. And, and they're gods, I mean, it could be a god of wood, a god of, a, I mean, it's unbelievable. I remember the hotel we checked in there. Amen. It was about three or four o'clock and they was over beating drums and I was hearing all this rattling, you know, and hey, about three or four in the morning ain't a good time to hear those things. I'll be honest with you, I, I wasn't too spiritual. I was hoping they'd quieten down. But come to find out, there was a big old temple right next to the hotel. And what they were doing, that the brothers said they're actually what they call waking the gods. So they were waking their gods up. I got to thinking, I don't wake my God up. My God wakes me up. Brother David said when he was over there, said he saw this man packing a wooden image. Said he was walking down the street. Said he got down there. Brother David said the first thing I realized is that man was packing his God. His God wasn't packing him. Testing, testing, one, two, testing. It's still working. That man was packing his God. His God wasn't carrying him. He said, then the man got down there, threw his blanket out, put the wooden God up on it, got down, and when he got down to pray, the, the God fell over. So he had to go over there and pick his God up. Brother David said, two things are wrong right here. The man was packing his God, and he, he had to pick his God up. He said, but my God is packing me. And every time I fall down, my God picks me up. And I want to tell you tonight, church, that's the God that has anointed your life. That's the God that has appointed you. That's the God that's placed you here. Oh, church, you're not carrying your God. Your God is carrying you. You're not picking your God up. Your God is picking you up. You're, you're not sustaining the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is sustaining you. You're not overcoming the things. The God inside of you is overcoming the age that you're living in. You see, you were not, your God was not made in your image, but you were made in the image of your God. Glory. I'm trying to behave myself right now. Amen. You were, your, your God was not made in your image. Amen. You were made in the image of your God. Let me say this. It's time. You stop walking around here like some beat down trodden something. Your God's not a weak, defeated, 50-year-old doty grandpa. Your God is the God that put the sun in the sky, put the stars in their place. Your God is the God that raised Lazarus, that raised the widow of Nain's son, that opened blinded eyes, that walked on water, that cast demons out of that raised the dead that's your God tonight you've been made in the image of a victorious God if you've been made oh glory to God if you've been made in the image of a victorious God I think it's time we start living victorious lives 
Satan changes the image. Think about this for a minute. Every place he can, he's tried to change the image. He tried to change the seed. He tried to change it. He started cutting the seed off. He cornered the seed everywhere. He said, but then here come the seed in Jesus, and he couldn't destroy that seed. He could not destroy that seed. He tried with Abel. He tried with others. He tried when he... When he killed Christ at Calvary. But God raised him up again the third day. And he sent the Holy Ghost. How many believes the Holy Ghost is here? How many believes the Holy Ghost is for you? Let me tell you something. The very reason there is a Holy Ghost. Is because God knew there was a people up on the earth. That would receive the Holy Ghost. Oh glory. He said notice and he's coming to call sons and daughters of God. In this same evil religious seed is persecuting that righteous seed. Yet today you see it. He said they're trying to destroy that righteous branch of God. The Bible says they will change the glory of the uncorruptible God. Into an image made like the corruptible man. The birds, the four-footed beasts and creeping things. That word change means to exchange. It means to exchange something. Let me tell you what the devil's wanting to do, and I'm going to close here. If I don't, Timothy can come tackle me. That'll be funny. He's a smart man. Exchanging, this is what Satan's wanting us to do. He's wanting us to exchange reality for substitutions. Changing the image. He said in Romans 1.25, who changed the truth of God into a lie, worshipped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. In this evil day, the God of this evil age, Satan, has finally carried out his threats. For them said he's had a marvelous success in doing so. Satan has finally carried out his threats. And the God of this evil age has perverted the images. Let me just read you a few images here. Brother Abraham said, oh, this soak real deep. I know I may have some disagreement on this thought, but it's got to come to a place that a Christian can, it's got to a place to where a Christian can hardly walk out of his house and not be brought in the presence of this evil age. He said, by unsufficient dressed women. But let me just read you some things here. Human perversion leads to religious perversion. Let me just read you some things that the images have been changed. The image of family has been changed. The Bible says it was between a man and a woman. There would be children, there would be a family, but now the modern family is two men on TV raising a child called the modern family. The Bible image of family has been changed. Listen, friends, you're back in Babylon. Daniel didn't bow the images. Are you going to bow? Dan they, they changed the images in Daniel's day, and Daniel didn't bow to them. Daniel withstood them. They've changed the image of marriage, as I said, spoke of in Genesis, between a man and a woman that's been changed to two men or two women walking down the street holding hands. They've, they've perverted the images. The image of a man has been changed. This might get tight. Put your seatbelt on. We'll get through it. Men now are sissified men wearing skinny jeans. Wiser, yet a weaker generation. Don't want responsibility. Oh, mercy, this is getting tight. Help me, Lord. Wearing women's clothes. Bangs hanging down in faces. Curled up. Abraham said, see, they're trying to live out the sex appeal. The image of a woman, he said, used to be meek. And a woman was a real treasure. He said, look, now burly. Indecent. Used to be modest. Now wear men's clothes. More manly than men are. The image of the church has been changed. 
from the original plan which was to assemble ourselves together and preach the gospel and worship and shout and see lives change to, to shaking a preacher's hand and saying I believe this and receiving a cold formal powerless religion and, and even around our message the image of church has been changed just stay home and do what you want to just press play, that's all you got to do. Or, or No, the image has been changed, but God has called somebody to restore the image. God has called a generation to show that the Bible was not a Jewish fable. The Bible was not a history book. The Bible was not some man's idea. But the Bible was the thoughts of God dropped down to the prophets, and the prophets wrote it up on the pages, and then the people lived out the thoughts of God. You see, I'm not ashamed to live out this word. What about you? I'm not ashamed to stay with the original image. You've been called to destroy these images. Israel was warned against idolatry. They said, if you don't go in and destroy those lands, or destroy the images that are in the land, then the images will come back and destroy you. And there's many places you'll hear Brother Adam say this, and I just want to say this for people that, that leave the message and say they'll never hear these tapes again, and they, they threw their tapes away and got rid of their books and did all their, you know, their, 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 their liberal ideas, you know. This is not the last time they'll hear those tapes. Remember, I said those tapes will be played over and over and over. I should have repented. I should have got right. I should have changed my life. I should have heard that. I should have stayed with the Bible. I don't care what Laodicea is doing. I, I, I don't care what elevation. I know we got a lot of everybody's elevated now. They go to Elevation Church and Higher Rise Church, and it's all about higher prosperity, and there's no change in the lives of people. Is that not right? But I want to stand for this word. And I want by the power and the grace of God to withstand every evil image that Satan perverts. You say, Brother Andrew, how am I going to withstand it? Am I going to go out here and am I going to shout on street corners and holler and scream? No, your everyday today life is going to testify. When you get up in the morning and you go in school or you go on your job or go to college or whatever you got to do throughout the day, every step you take following the will of God for your life is showing this world I'm not bowing to those images. Not bowing to them. Put them all before me you want to. I'm not going to bow. Brother Bram preached a message called let your light shine. How many desires that? That's why I read Matthew 5. He said let your light shine. They, that another, another title I've seen it and studying on that tape was God's billboard. We pulled up tonight. I don't think Brother Tim would mind me sharing this. We pulled up tonight and he said there was something about the billboard that wasn't working. Let me tell you something tonight, friends. If that billboard roots up and blows away in a tornado... Here sits the billboard of this church. The devil can cause all kinds of technical difficulties out there and make the shine, the shine, the, the, I can't talk tonight, make the sign not shine. That makes sense. Thank you. He can do whatever he wants to, but he ain't got the power to stop the light of God in your heart shining, advertising. But Ram said this, he said, he said, you're God's billboard. Go listen to a powerful tape. Let your light shine, 1961. He said, you're God's billboard. God has called you to shine the light. He said, you're not here just advertising. He said, God is sponsoring you. He said, I was driving down the road, saw a sign, said, hungry, question mark. He said, somebody had to pay for that billboard. Somebody has to sponsor it. Somebody has to hang it. Somebody has to advertise it. He said, but a real good advertisement sells itself. Said I had 200 lamps one time I was trying to get rid of. He said, I didn't want to sell them. I didn't know how to sell them. He said, then I got the thought. He said, I put all 200 of them in the back of my car, started driving down the road and stopping at people's houses. He said, hey, they said, Billy, come on in. He said, yeah, I've got a lamp. They said, oh, no, we, we don't want that lamp. We, we, don't, we can't afford it. We don't want it. We can't take it. 
He said, no, listen, I, I just need to store them somewhere for a while. He said, so let me leave them here. And he said, in two weeks, I'll come back and get them. Just, just, he said, no, no, no. He said, yeah, just let me leave it here. I'll come back and pick it up. The Reverend said, I went back in two weeks. And he said, I couldn't even take the lamp from them. He said, I didn't sell the product. The product sold itself. And you're not selling Christianity. You're a billboard, an advertisement in Satan's Eden. And Christianity is selling itself out of your lives. You remember that image I was talking about? There was no military material in that family. But something come inside those boys' hearts and said, we're going in the military. We're going to do this. We're going to take this. We're going to become what we're looking at. I want to encourage you and leave you with this tonight. There may not be one message believer in your family except you. There, there, there may not be one person in your entire family for generations back that's ever gone to church. But I want you to know tonight, it's not what your family has done before you. It's not what they're doing around you. It's the image that's in front of you. And I believe this message has waved the image of rapture before every person. I believe it's waved the image of victory and overcoming power and joy unspeakable and full of glory before us. That we can testify tonight. I will not bow, but I will stand. I will go in my land and I will dispossess that land. You know what that word dispossess means? I love this. It means to render and bring to unemployment. God told Israel... You go in there, you unemploy every devil that's on your land. That's your land. You got to go in there and take the land. He said, I'll give you the land, but you got to go in there and take the land. He said, now when you get in there, there's going to be some images in there, but you go in there and start destroying them. You go in there and start tearing them down. You go in there and unemploy every devil that's employed upon your property. Listen, friends, I'm not one bit ashamed to take a pink slip to the devil and say you're fired. Not ashamed. I'll do it right now. You're fired, devil. You're fired over my emotions. You're fired over my life. You're fired over my heart. You're fired over my family. You're fired over my future. Listen, friends, God has given you a message that is a pink slip to the devil that you can fire him and say, get off my land. You don't belong here, devil. I wasn't born to bow these images. I was born to withstand them. And by the grace of a living God, I will overcome every evil image. And the, the, the original image of God will be restored in young people's lives in this age of Laodicea. You believe the Holy Ghost can do that? You believe the Holy Ghost can really do that? I tell you, if you don't have the Holy Ghost tonight, the Holy Ghost is the only thing that's going to overcome Laodicea. Not a feeling, not an emotion, not a sensation, not who your family is or who you... No. Only one thing going to overcome Laodicea, and that's the Holy Ghost inside of your heart. What about it tonight? Take on the whole armor of God. Withstand these evil images. The Bible says Daniel withstood those images and received strength from the books that he was reading. Oh, I, I'm about to catch a second wind. Withstood those images by the books that he was reading. And if you ain't got no strength, check what you're reading. If you ain't got no victory, change what you're listening to. Start changing the image set before you. Listen, friends, it's real. This is not a figment of imagination. This is real. Brother Tim stood here before I come up and testified when he was a 15-year-old boy, started preaching and started pastoring. Look at Brother Tim's life today, a, a witness of this message around the world. The Holy Ghost is real. The Holy Ghost ain't just got power to bring you out of sin. It's got power to keep you out of sin. The Holy Ghost has got power to raise you up to a higher life and not drop you down. But Abraham said, God didn't save you today to lose you tomorrow. He'd be defeating His purpose. He saved you knowing you 
would overcome these things. This is real. You see, we're living in an hour. We're not taking substitutions. We're saying, devil, I don't want anything short than reality. That's all I want is reality. And the devil will never give you reality. But Jesus Christ will give you reality. We were speaking in a meeting, just to share this, we were speaking in a meeting in Florida a few weeks ago, and there was an elderly sister sitting over on the front row. I bet that sister's heard every quote and every sermon and every thought that could ever be preached on the rapture. She just had that real sweet spirit about her, that real humble, Holy Ghost-filled life. She was sitting over there, and while I was preaching, she, I was speaking on some things about the rapture. And that sister jumps up, out of, I mean, out of nowhere, and just starts shouting and starts shaking. And then there was two young girls on the other side. They just jumped up, and I was like, whoa, praise God. They just jumped up and took off running up down the aisle screaming, it's real, it's real. It's real. And the pastor come to me after service. He said, Brother Andrew, something struck home this morning with those people. Said that sister out there has heard about the rapture for years, but she started testifying. It's real. It's real. It's real. This is, this is not just a church. This is not just a figment of our imagination. It's real tonight. And the same reality that's set on others can sit right down in this building tonight. And you can realize nothing else matters save what you do for him. And him alone. You're anointed for this. You're anointed for this. We sing that song. There's a mighty army rising up. I don't believe she's just rising up. I believe she's raised. I believe she's here tonight. Not with your swords in your sheath. But pulled your swords out. Said Lord. Let me cut my way out of here. Until I overcome every evil image it's set before me. Do you love him tonight? I wonder if they could come to the, the piano. How many could just say tonight, that's what I want? I want to destroy these images. I want to destroy Satan's image. Just keep your hand up to him tonight. If that's your heart's desire. God, help me. God, help me tonight. Help me, Lord, to destroy every image in front of me. Let me realize tonight that my God is not made in the image of failure, in the image of sin but he's a holy God he's a righteous God and that God is carrying you that God is holding you up let's just bow our heads together this evening he is here tonight friends the Bible says in Numbers 33 and 52 one of my favorite scriptures then you shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you and destroy all their pictures Destroy all their molten images. And quite pluck down all their high places. And ye shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land. And dwell therein. For I have given you the land to possess it. Verse 55. But if ye will not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you. Then it shall come to pass that those which you let remain of them shall be pricks in your eyes, thorns in your sides, and shall vex you in the land wherein you dwell. Paul warns us in 1 Corinthians 10, flee from idolatry. Flee from it. The Bible said the Gentile age came in with idolatry. It'll go out with the same. But there's some Daniels on the earth today that's not going to bow on this modern day Babylon. God bless you, sis. They're not going to bow in this modern day Babylon they're going to overcome it how many could say tonight I want to drive out those in 
habitats. I want to overcome them. They're not going to remain in my land. I've been called. I've been anointed. I've been chosen. I've been elected. I've been predestinated of God to go in here and dispossess every land, dispossess every inhabitant until I go in and I don't just visit my land, but I dwell therein. God bless you. Let's just pray tonight together. That's your desire, not because your fin would slip up or someone else, but once you just slip up to your feet tonight. If that's your desire, I want to destroy these images. I want to destroy these things before me. I want to destroy the image of a Laodicea young person that lives in sin and can't overcome sin and makes excuses for sin. You've been called to destroy that image, church. The image of God has been restored in this generation through this message. Hallelujah. I want you to lift your voice with me tonight and let's pray. Let's just ask God right now to come down to our pews. Come down to our chairs. Come down to where we're at. This may have been a banquet tonight, but what a, what a greater thing could happen tonight than leaving here with every devil under your feet. Leaving here with every image destroyed. Leaving here with the image that the devil's tried to... Maybe the devil's told you you could never fulfill the original image, so now you've got to accept a substitute. He's lying to you. Maybe the devil told you that this home fell apart and this marriage fell apart so you can never pursue a godly marriage. You can never pursue an overcoming life. You know, this person had complexes and that person had fears. Look at them. Let me encourage you now. Get your eyes off of them. Get your eyes off the devil's billboards. Get your eyes off of Satan's failures. Get your eyes upon the promise tonight. God is here. Heavenly Father, Lord, upon this Saturday, Saturday evening, Lord, Lord, when believers of like precious faith and my brothers and sisters, Lord, Father, this new generation that's raising up, dear God, Lord, at this time has been set aside. Lord, I, I don't know how many hours and, and how, many, how many trips and different labors have gone into making this thing possible. But Lord, I know there was a lot, Lord. And Father, I know you're here tonight in reality and you're here in your spirit, Lord. You've come down in this building tonight, dear God. Lord, you have stepped in here, Lord, in power. You stepped in here in authority, dear God. And Lord, you begin to press back against every spirit, every, every idea and every complex and every fear, Lord, that was trying to hang over my brothers and sisters and trying to hang over us tonight, dear God. Lord, you so loved us that you stepped down in this building, Lord, in the form of your word and the anointing of your word. And you begin to press those spirits back and said, let my children receive the word. Let them receive victory. Let them receive healing. Let them receive deliverance. And Lord, we're so thankful for it tonight, dear God. And Lord, knowing that you loved us so much that, Lord, no doubt we failed you even this very day. I know we have. But Lord, there's something about it. You won't just throw us aside. You just won't lay us down. But oh God, you'll pick us back up. And Lord, maybe we feel like we're in the right image, but you'll take us and you'll break us, Lord, and you'll begin to mold us. Not in the image of Laodicea. Not in the image of some man's idea. But oh God, you'll begin to, you'll begin to mold us in the image of your word as a child of God, as a son of God. God, as an heir of God, as a joint heir with Christ. And Lord, something will begin to raise up inside of us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. If God be for us, then who can be against us, Lord? I believe you're here tonight, oh God, confirming those promises to these modern day Daniels, Lord. These sons and daughters of yours that are refusing to bow to Satan's image. They're refusing to accept Laodicea's perverted image of the word and the perverted image of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for sending us a prophet 
in this day that has restored the image back the way it ought to be. Now, Father, we pray, Lord, that every vessel here tonight, God, maybe some, I believe, have already received the Holy Ghost. Lord, I pray you would send a refilling upon top of refilling, upon top of baptism, upon top of baptism in that soul. And, Lord, I pray for those that never received the Holy Ghost. Lord, I pray right now that every demon power that would try to hold them back from receiving the anointing, from receiving the Spirit of God inside their soul, I cast the devil away in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and say, Father, fill every vessel tonight with your Spirit, Lord. Father, I pray you would move among their lives, Lord. Maybe the devil's brought images in their homes and images in their bedrooms and upon their phones and upon their computers and those images don't belong there. Lord, I pray tonight, dear God, that you would begin to destroy those images through your Word. Lord, that your people could worship you, Father. Lord, that they could raise their hands without condemnation. Lord, they could raise, Lord, we could raise our hands without fear, without, without worrying, but just enter into a real worship with you, dear God. Lord, we love you tonight, dear God. Lord, we thank you for this church, Lord. Lord, we thank you for what it stands for. We, we thank you for your blessings that you placed upon them, Lord. This beautiful building, this, this beautiful banquet, this, this beautiful place you've given, oh God. And Lord, we thank you for the, for the beautiful ministry, Lord, that you placed of your word that, Lord, refuses to bow, refuses to, just to tell them, well, you can't overcome it, so become it. But Lord, there's an anointed, fivefold ministry. There's a pastor in this pulpit. There's evangelists in this pulpit and Sunday school teachers and, Lord, youth leaders that are screaming out to them, you can overcome Laodicea. You can overcome Laodicea. You don't have to bow to it. You can overcome it. Oh, God, grant that tonight, Lord. May strength come upon the bones of these young people, Lord, that they would begin to walk forth and forget what's behind them. As the prophet of God said, Lord, forgive our past and bless our future, Lord. We believe you're here tonight, God. Minister to their lives in a special way, I pray. Pour your spirit out upon their hearts, Lord Jesus. Lord, we've not just come to partake of the, and it was wonderful, the natural food, but Lord, we've come here tonight, oh God, to partake of the spiritual food, that hidden manna, Lord. Lord, I can't help but think of what your prophet told us when he said this hidden manna is not just the blessings of the Holy Ghost, it's the revealing of the Word for the age the individual is living in. So Lord, we're not just here feeding tonight upon prosperity gospel and, 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 and teenage gospels, but Lord, we're feeding upon the mysteries of your Word. We're feeding upon the net ever failing presence of yourself Lord Jesus oh we raise our hands tonight God we open up our hearts and say thank you Lord Jesus Oh, I wonder tonight, young friends, while, while he's moving here tonight, while he's speaking to our hearts, won't, won't we just start thanking him for what he's done? You say, Brother Andrew, I don't see it done yet. It's already done. Your victory is already yours. Your healing is already yours. Your deliverance is already yours. The Holy Ghost is already yours. Oh, friends, he's here tonight. He's here in reality. He's here in power. Heavenly Father, come down, Lord Jesus. Come down, Lord. Fill this place with your presence, oh God. Lord, maybe some of you tonight, Lord, have come out of faith. Families, Lord, that they don't feel like they could ever, ever make a step forward for you or they could ever do anything for you. I defy that line, devil. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, you have called us here not, not just for a rallying, Lord, but you've called us here to become the Word, to manifest the life that you placed on the inside of us. Dear God, may you come tonight, Lord, and begin to mold that life, Lord. Move right now, Father, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Maybe Brother Timothy could just sing something for us. Let's just, let's just stay in this atmosphere of worship for a moment. 
Let's just, let's just raise our hands to him and love him. Oh, you don't know what's taking place right now. You say, Brother Andrew, it's not real loud and, and there's not a bunch of emotion. Let me tell you something, friends. God's doing things. God's moving right now. You say, I can't see it. That don't mean he's not moving. He's here tonight. Just because you say, I can't feel it. He never said to them that felt it. He said to them that believe it. How many believers do we have here? How many believes the promise of God's Word? We don't have a bunch of feelers. We don't have a bunch of doubters. But we got a bunch of believers in here tonight. And with believers being in here, all things are possible tonight. Oh, let's just love the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. You've got the power in you right now. It's in you right now. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. To To the Lamb of God. With all my strength. Oh, just slip your hands up to Him and sing. Take that dedication to Him tonight. I will seek to honor His Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I pledge allegiance to the land. To restore the image. I pledge allegiance to the land. With all my strength, with all Bless you tonight, friends. Pledge allegiance. Just worship him tonight. With all my strength, with all I am, I will seek to honor his command. I pledge banquet this evening but I believe he's here moving if you need prayer you can step out and come and we'll pray for you Amen. I believe God can answer prayers just as much in a banquet as he can anywhere else let's just sing it to him tonight if you need something from God I, I trust that's okay we'll pray for you tonight I believe God's here to meet your, your desires how many believes that tonight Let's just sing it again to him. If you need the Holy Ghost, whatever it is, he's here to do it tonight. Let's just ask him. To the land. Yes. With all my strength, with all I am, I will seek to honor his commands. I pledge. 